Welcome back. It's Stacy and Pete. With the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. <laughs> That's us. So I guess maybe a month ago, I asked the We Don't Want to Grow Up community for nostalgic slumber party or sleepover listener stories. Yeah. And we got a ton. Right. But then we ran into Halloween time and... Spooky season rules all at yeah, this time of year. We just, we couldn't get them in, so... Now's the time. Now's the time. We're going to do it. The time is now. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into it, do you have any fun stories about any sleepovers or slumber parties, either that you had or that you went to when you were a kid? I mean, I don't remember anything like wild, right? But I would have quite a few uh, at the house and, you know, we'd sleep in what would be considered like the dining room. Um, but, but it wasn't really used for it. Yeah, it wasn't room. used for the dining room. It was just like a big open space mm-hmm. if it was big enough. Otherwise, it would be, you know... Up in my room with three of my friends on the floor and, you know, somebody in the bed. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of hide and seek being played, uh, a lot of video games being played, although that was typically for a period of time that was over at my friend's house. And I would be so excited because I didn't have a Nintendo for a little while. Oh, right. So it'd be so magical <laughs> to be able to play, you know, like Mario or RC Pro-Am. Like I can remember being over at the McKee's sleepover and we were playing RC Pro-Am and it was just incredible. I love that game. <laughs> but, you know, we would do, you know, typical things where we're roughhousing and just having a good time and don't be the first one to go to sleep, all that kind of stuff. Right. Now, what about you? You have to have <laughs> some fantastic stories. Well, obviously, I mean, I've talked about it before. I had lots of slumber parties growing up and it was mostly me. Like, I don't really remember going to too many slumber parties. Mm -hmm. I remember going to birthday parties, but they wouldn't be like, you know, everybody's spending the night kind of thing. A couple times, but not much. There would always be like eight to ten girls in our playroom, which was our basement with sleeping bags. And, you know, down there, there's a there's a pool table and a ping pong table. And we would play games and come up with dance routines and watch (laughs) movies and eat all the junk food and then have plans for whoever fell asleep first, like you said. (laughs) As you do. Sometimes you'd put their finger in warm water. Did that ever work out? I feel like one time. Somebody peed? Somebody peed. What? And then we felt bad. Oh, wow. Because it was like in their uh, sleeping bag. In their sleeping bag. Oh, that's awful. I know. I think it was someone that was a little younger. Oh. They were like a friend of the family's kid who was not quite, I didn't go to school with them. So I felt so bad. <laughs> well, a bully. We were a bunch of bullies. We were young. <laughs> we were just playing sleepover <laughs> games. Just what you do. It is. We did the same thing. <sighs> Although t- nobody ever peed. Yeah. We would talk about putting underwear in the freezer, but I don't remember anyone ever doing that. (laughs) I do have a memory of probably one of the last ones that I had in the summertime, which we would do sometimes because my birthday was always the week of Thanksgiving. So people were always out of town or busy with family. And so we would night swim, which was always a good time. And we'd stay up late watching MTV. Like I vividly remember seeing certain videos on in the wee hours of the morning at that party before the sun came up. I remember I Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection by Nelson. Yeah. More Than Words by Extreme. Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. A lot of long haired gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To Be With You by Mr. Big. Okay. 
And going away a little bit from the long-haired male genre, I Touch Myself by Divinals. What a song that was. I know. And is. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't get old. None of those do. I love them all. But I looked them up and they all came out in 90 or 91. Okay. So I was around 11 or 12. So that kind of lines up with that being one of my last slumber parties because the next year I was in junior high. Mm -hmm. And then you're too old for that. Everything changed. Yeah. But anyway, I remember, though, us going out onto the back porch when the sun was coming up and eating cold pizza and wanting to get in the pool, but not wanting to wake my parents up (laughs) because their bedroom was back there. So they definitely would have heard us. And you had not been to sleep yet, right? Right. But for some reason, it made me start to feel grown up like a real live teenager, even though I was still a preteen. Right. But you're getting close. But just the, you know, we stayed up all night, we're eating cold pizza, like we're thinking about doing something rebellious, like getting in the pool at a time when you don't normally get in the pool. Yep. You're about to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ooh, we could do something cool right here. (laughs) But we're not gonna, because we don't want to get in trouble. That's right. (laughs) But it was good times. I definitely- It sounds it. Had a good time. Didn't we get, where's this coming from? So we got some kind of a note from somebody- or read an article about somebody wanting to do like adult sleepovers, but alcohol-free adult sleepovers. Where did that yeah, come it from? Was, it was someone wrote it in their show and tell, I believe. Uh, that's or, what, that's yes. what got us going talking about it. Yeah. Because then we were talking about like our TGIF nights. That's where we, right. You know, play Nintendo and watch stuff. That was the origin. That's right. Yes. We still need to do that, though. I disagree with the no alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be fun either way. It would be. So let's get into these stories because there's right. a lot of them. Yeah, let's do it. And we may be breaking this up into several parts as we normally do because... There's a lot. There's a lot. It would be like a two-hour episode, I think, if we did them all right now. All right. First one is from Melissa. She starts out with playing Ouija in a dark room. Bathroom right there. One of the girls got up to pee and accidentally turned on the bright red heat lamp and it lit the entire room red. <laughs> Everyone freaked the F out. I was laughing so hard, I couldn't even tell them. <laughs> That would be terrifying. I could hear the screams. (laughs) This next one is from Megan, and she actually wrote out the story first, but then she was like, there's actually so many more details, and I told her she could send us an audio. Nice. So here it is. Hi. All right. So this is my story of my sleepover adventure. So when I was younger, I was a dancer of a performance troupe, and most of my sleepovers and friends were a part of this dance troupe as a opposed to being like friends from school and such. We always had sleepovers. It was really common. And of course, there's always like one house that's the best house for sleepovers. And that happened to be my friend. I'm going to call her Shay. That happened to be my friend Shay's house. Shay had a, a single mom and they had a really cute house, but it was really spacious. And so it was really easy for us to just like do a lot of shenanigans and her mom like I swear, I don't think I ever saw her mom after bedtime. So there was a lot of nights where we would just stay up all night and do silly stuff. So this slumber party in particular, it was a good group of us. I would say there was about eight girls there. And this was fifth or sixth grade. So it would have been like 93, 94-ish. And a group of us stayed the night at Shay's house. And I knew all of the girls pretty well except one. There was one girl who was newer to our dance troupe, and I think this was our first slumber party with her, if memory serves me correctly. So we go to the slumber party, everything's going as usual, playing with each other's hair, dressing up, 
doing little dances and stuff. And then uh, after her mom went to bed and it got later, we decided to get spooky. So we started out by playing light as a feather, stiff as a board. And I don't remember it really working. Like, I think we used the smallest girl to make her the person that we were supposed to lift up. And of course, she's like the smallest person. So maybe it worked. I don't really remember. But I remember it didn't really like spook us out or anything. And so we decided that wasn't enough for us. So then one of the girls in the slumber party, and I honestly do not remember who it was, but she said, I think I know how to put people in a trance. And we were all like, what? You don't know how to do that. And she's like, yeah, I think she said like either her brother taught her or she saw it on TV. I don't remember. So I remember, though, that I was one of the first ones to volunteer. I was like, "Okay, put me in a trance. And so she told me to cross my arms across my chest. And then she placed her hands on my shoulders, like over my hands that were on my own shoulders. And she kind of like moved me around. And I think she was kind of like humming or chanting something. And I don't play around. Like I don't fake anything. So she obviously did not put me in a trance. And I like opened my eyes and I was like, I don't feel anything. And she's like, all right, let's try somebody else. So I think they tried it on somebody else. And same thing didn't work. Oh, I also just want to mention that like years later, I went to a hypnotist show. Same thing. They like tried to hypnotize the audience. And I was like, not working on me. I'm just not capable of being hypnotized apparently. So back to the slumber party. Now my friend is going to put this new girl in the trance. So she tries her and it seems to be working. So this girl, and I honestly do not even recall her name. I'm just going to call her Sally. Sally starts like kind of, you know, not writhing about, but kind of like fumbling about like she's like sleepwalking almost. So she gets up and her eyes are closed and she's like fumbling around and stumbling. And then she opens her eyes and we're all like, oh, dude, what happened? You're awake? And she doesn't respond. So she just stands there like with her eyes open. And then she continues to like stumble and fumble around the house. So this is going on and we're like following her because we're like, what is going on? And we're like, Sally, Sally, wake up. Like, are you OK? And no response whatsoever. So we're all kind of getting like a little freaked out. Like we're kind of believing it. Then she starts moving more around the house. Well, then she goes to the kitchen and just proceeds to get a knife from the knife rack. And then she starts walking around with this knife. And then we all start, you know, giving her space because obviously like you don't want to walk right next to someone who's apparently in a trance holding a knife. And then she starts trying to stab people. And I mean, like she's like swinging this knife around. We're all screaming. Like I have no idea how my friend's mother did not wake up. Like maybe she heard us and she was just like, ugh, whatever, like tweens. But we were like screaming and we had to like pin her to the ground and pry this knife from her hand. And I just remember it happening. And I think I was like holding her feet and then another friend was holding her other arm. And then our other friend like got the knife out of her arm or out of her hand. And we're just, I mean, we're all pretty freaked out at this point we're just like what the fuck like is she really in a trance like she's trying to stab people so eventually she comes to and then she's just like what what happened guys like she has no idea what she just did so honestly at this point i don't really know if i believe it or not i'm just like that was really weird whatever just happened was really weird and that's all i really have from the slumber party night so here's the next part of the story, which is how we all get accused of worshiping the devil. So I think that must have been a Friday night because we performed on Saturday nights. 
So on Saturday night, we're at the, we danced at a country club. So we're at the country club where we danced and we're all in the dressing room getting ready to perform. And we start talking about last night. And there are some girls there who weren't at the slumber party. And they're like, what? That didn't happen. And we're all like, yeah, it did. It was crazy. And I'm still just like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what to believe. So they put her in a trance again. And this time she starts fumbling and stumbling around backstage at this country club. And then she moves out into the audience. And it was really normal for the performers to like mingle in the audience during the show to like greet and like hype up the performers and stuff. And so we're walking around this audience and she's just like sleepwalking around and people are like, our other friends are like following her and are like trying to make sure she doesn't do anything weird. And I remember audience members like trying to talk to me and like, you know, oh honey, you did great tonight. It was an older crowd. And I'm like, thank you. But at the same time, I'm trying to watch this girl to make sure she doesn't like do anything insane anyway i honestly don't remember what happened they got her out of the trance whatever we perform sounds great i go home a couple days later my mom gets a phone call and she comes to me and she's like um megan that's me my name's megan she goes um did you guys do some kind of like seance or something at the country club and i'm like what uh i mean yeah. And then I tell my mom the whole story. Like I didn't really hide anything from my mom. So I went ahead and just told my mom the whole story. And my mom is like, Megan, you're smarter than this. Like those girls were just messing with y'all. Like nobody got put in a trance. Nobody's hypnotized. And my mom was like, come on. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You know, I was still my mind, my little tween mind was still kind of freaked out. Right. And so then the next Saturday we go to rehearsal and our dance director brought it up about how there were some girls in the studio, you know, and like, we know exactly who she's talking about. She's talking about like me and like, you know, those other girls. And, uh, you know, it was a dance troupe of maybe like 20 and she's talking about like eight of us. And she's like, you know, there's been some talk of hypnotizing and possibly devil worshiping. And she's like, all of that stops here. None of it is allowed here. And I'm just like so embarrassed because I was a really good kid. And so to be like involved in anything that got me in trouble as a tween was like so new to me. So... Some of the girls really got in trouble. Their parents were like, you know, you're grounded. You can't go back to the studio for a few weeks. My mom, like I said, was just like, Megan, stop. You're smarter than this. But one of the funny things is I do remember walking out to my car after that dance meeting where they chastised us and told us not to worship the devil and not to hypnotize people. I found out that there was a little girl who was younger than us, probably like a few years younger than us, probably like elementary age. And she was the one who told on us. So she was there when they put Sally in the trance in the backstage of the country club. She was the one who had gone to her mom and her mom was like crazy dance mom. Like she was kind of scary. And so we found out at that meeting that that was how we got caught basically was this girl this little this girl which I mean she's like in third grade like of course she's gonna go tell her mom what the she just witnessed like oh my gosh so after that dance meeting where we were told not to worship the devil and all that stuff I'm walking out to the car and I get in my mom's car and my mom goes you need to go apologize to that little girl's mom they were like parked next to us and I was like oh okay mom so I get out and I go up to the dance mom and I'm like, hey, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry if 
your little girl got scared. And she's like, oh, baby, I know it wasn't you. And she hugs me. She's like, I know you wouldn't do any of that devil stuff. And she's like, you're sweet. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm just as culpable as the other girls. Like, I, I guess maybe I wasn't as involved as some of the other girls. But I just thought it was really funny that she had already like excluded me as being one of the guilty party, I guess. I think there were a couple of girls that were like pinpointed as the culprits, the bad apples. And so I just remember apologizing to this woman and her being like, oh baby, you're fine. I know you're not a devil worshiper. (laughs) So when I wrote this story in, I talked about how when you read those stories of girls doing crazy I kind of get that like idea of like tween mentality and like all of a sudden finding yourself caught up in something and you don't understand what's going on. But I said, I kind of get it. I get how that mentality can spread, especially like at a sleepover when you're all like hyped up and excited about something, you know, and I just reflect back on that and think, oh my gosh, thank God nobody was hurt. Luckily, all that happened was we got accused of worshiping the devil So yeah, so that's my story. I do want to add, though, that a few years later, when I was in high school, I told this story to my best friend in high school, who I did not know when this all happened. But I do remember telling her, and she was just kind of like, what? Like, why would you believe that? And I was like, I don't know. I was a tween. Moral of the story is keep all your devil worshiping and seances and hypnotizing in-house. Don't bring them to a public venue. Definitely don't let a third grader witness it or you might get in trouble. Bye. Wow. Wow. A lot of layers to that story. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Megan. Yeah, thank you, Megan. All right, next one's from Christy. I went to a sleepover in fifth grade and her mom was extremely strict. She couldn't celebrate Halloween, listen to the radio, wear makeup, talk to boys, etc., One of our friends who was there goes to the bathroom really late when the parents were in bed and comes out in a tight mini dress, huge hair, and red lipstick with a boombox. Uh-oh. She presses play on the tape player, turns it all the way up, and welcome to the jungle blast out. She starts dancing like she's making money, and and our jaws drop to the floor. We were too shocked to even laugh. In what felt like slow motion, the mom burst in the door and the look on her face was priceless. I promise you, she had steam exploding out of her eyes and ears. Most of us started laughing and the others were terrified. As she scrambled to figure out how to turn off the radio, she's screaming and the girl just kept dancing. I still (laughs) laugh every time I think about it. That's amazing and could have been at my house. (laughs) (laughs) There was definitely rules and you were not playing Welcome to the Jungle on a boombox and waking my parents up. All of those things. No, 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 no. Also, this girl is a legend. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The next story is from Jen. I had a slumber party with all my girl cousins at my grandma's house and we decided to play literal hot potato, a.k.a. toss around a piping hot potato (laughs) for no reason. We upgraded to piping hot hot dogs (laughs) and ended up throwing them at each other, leaving grease stains on the walls because we would duck and dodge out of the way. Wow. We all thought it was hilarious at the time. Years later, my grandma said she gave her cat away to a friend. And when I asked why, she said he was peeing all over the walls. Oh, no. Nope. Just hot dog grease stains. Oh, poor kitty. Poor, poor kitty. Wow. Jen. Shame. Yes. Just kidding. That's incredible. (laughs) That sounds hilarious. I can see this hot dog fight going on. (laughs) That is so something that like, I don't know, a 10 year old would come up with doing. Yeah. And it would just be the best. (laughs) That's so great. Next one's from Chrissy. I had sleepover parties for my birthday from third to seventh grade. 
The most memorable one that school friends still bring up is the one that I had in seventh grade when I turned 13. This is in 1995. In the middle of the night, myself and two of my friends climbed out of the downstairs bathroom window and ran around the house a few times. (laughs) Everyone else at my party was asleep. I don't know why we did it. But to this day, friends of mine will say, remember when we climbed out of the window at 2 a.m. at your sleepover? (laughs) At the same party, we went into the laundry room downstairs and had my yearbook and the phone book out and started calling the cute boys from school on the phone. Yes. Also, we did light as a feather, stiff as a board. And yes, it did work once. (laughs) (laughs) I think Chrissy is the same one who wrote that when we talked about weird stuff we believed when we were kids. And someone else was responding, no, it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And she's like, but yes, it did. And they're like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks, Chrissy. Next up, the story is from Mary Beth. The Mary Beth. (laughs) The one and only. Every year for my birthday, I would plan a sleepover with my friends. Maybe I was too old to still do it in high school, but I did. It was the best to have my group of friends together at one time. My group of friends were a mix of friends from my neighborhood and ones I had met through school or other friends. Some were my age and some were younger. We would listen to music in my bedroom and make up dances to Back to Life and Baby Got Back. (laughs) It's the best. We did that too. I loved making up dances with my friends. (laughs) I always wished I had a camcorder so I could record our dances, but sadly, I never got one. We would also prank call people. Yes. (laughs) There's a theme here. I had phone numbers of some boys that I copied down from my ex-stepsister's address book because my dad and her mom divorced. We would call them and we all had fake names. It was fun because they didn't know who any of us were and fun because they would talk to us for a while. (laughs) Sometimes during my parties, I would get visits to my bedroom window. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in Indiana. We didn't have air conditioning, so it was hot and the window was always open. Sometimes I think I must be an old soul because I remember thinking about how I need to cherish these times and enjoy these memories with my friends. I'm so glad that I did that, and I'm glad I liked taking pictures and have them to look back on and smile. That's great. I love it. It reminds me, you know, thinking about having a sleepover later. I had a sleepover with my buddies, Fred and Jake, and it was the first time I ever played like Mortal Kombat. It was the first Mortal Kombat on, I don't remember which system, but, you know, we were trying to figure out the fatalities all night. And it's like something I think that Fred, like when he signed my yearbook, wrote about that night, you know, Aww, playing Mortal Kombat. That's fun. Because it was during the winter and we like went out into the snow and we're messing around and stuff. So yeah. it, was, it was cool. I mean, you know, she mentioned that maybe it was too old to have them. And I had said before that my last one was going into middle school, but that's not really true because I've had plenty of slumber parties like in my adult life. Right. And they're never not fun. Exactly. It's always a good time. All right. Next one's from Ceniza Della Tierra. It's a quick one. Light as a feather, stiff as a board, blasting Natalie and Brulia, torn eight million times, and scary movies. Oh, and can't forget calling into the radio station to dedicate a song. Yes. Sounds like a fun night. Oh, yeah. I would have been an adult blasting Natalie and Brulia, but <laughs> that's okay. All right. And our last one for this episode is from Laura Ann. It's a good one here. Yes. Every birthday from second through sixth grade was a slumber party. The party in particular, which put an end to slumber parties, was sixth grade. I was turning 12. Summer before sixth, we moved. New neighborhood, and I was separated from my BFF, who I had lived four houses down from since I was in kindergarten. However, another girl I was friends with lived two streets over in the new neighborhood, and that softened the blow. It still sucked, though, because my old street was nothing but kids all born between 77 and 83. 
Late night pickup basketball games, roving packs of kids on bikes, there was always someone to play with and shenanigans. I could write a book about that neighborhood. Anyway, so I guess the Newly must not have had a lot of kids her age. Right. So the slumber party. Our new house had a finished basement. This meant I could invite a crap ton, scientific term, (laughs) of girls from school. And mom could just make us all go down there and shut the door and get some peace. (laughs) Yeah, that's how my parents were. They're like, bye. I was elated because it was junior high and I could send invites to anyone I wanted to come to my party. I must preface this by saying another girl in the sixth grade had a birthday the day before mine. Shout out to Chrissy S., though she is probably married now. So Christy, formerly S. (laughs) We were buddies, but never attended each other's parties because they usually happen on the same weekend. That Friday, the party was Friday night, Christy and her clique of close friends got into some kind of fight. I don't remember the specifics, but this was February of 92. Lots has happened since then. (laughs) (laughs) So towards the end of the school day, there are girls coming up to me that are like, can I come to your party? And I'm like, uh, if you want to. Long story short, about five or six girls showed up that hadn't been invited. They were in a fight with Christy, and this was like their passive-aggressive way of dealing with it. I felt horrible because I genuinely liked Christy and some of these girls I barely knew. To make matters worse, they gave me gifts that they had bought for Christy. (laughs) I got all these trolls. Remember trolls? (laughs) Yes. Treasure trolls and troll pencil toppers, etc. I guess Christy collected them. So here I am with my friends and then a group of interlopers re-gifting me trolls. (laughs) It gets worse. So somehow word gets out that the party crashers are at my birthday party and the phone starts ringing. Uh Uh-oh. These girls are on the phone in our kitchen arguing with the girls at the other party. Meanwhile, myself and my core group of friends are like, um, (laughs) my mom finally stepped in and took the phone off the hook. Wow. One girl got angry and said, this house is unsafe. I need to be able to use the phone. (laughs) So my mom is all, let me get you back to safety. What's your number so your parents can come get you? (laughs) (laughs) And she is like, no, Mrs. R, please, I want to stay. She turns on the tears. I'm over here like, I didn't even invite her, but I kept that part inside. Finally, we do pizza, cake, and party games, and everyone seems settled. We all get in our sleeping bags and blankets down in the basement with a movie and the usual giggles and scary stories and gossip until everyone is asleep. Now, at some point, a girl named Amy, part of the Crashers, decided she wanted another Sprite. (laughs) So in a very dark basement, she tiptoes to the snack table, accidentally stepping on my younger cousin and waking her up. It's at this point, Amy gets a Sprite and proceeds to drop it. And I don't know if she shook it first or what, but the thing becomes a miniature Old Faithful. Oh my gosh. My BFF from my old neighborhood told me she dreamt she was stuck out in the rain and woke (laughs) up to her hair full of gooey old pop. Not soda. We're Indiana. That's right. (laughs) Thankfully, my little cousin, who was stepped on, fourth grader at the time, had the idea, I should tell Aunt Kathy, my mom. However, she was afraid the older girl who went back to her sleeping bag and pretended it never happened would be mean to her. So she waited. When she thought it was all clear, she tiptoes upstairs and knocked on mom's door. According to my mom, she heard a little voice say, Hey, Kathy, I need you. (laughs) So around 5 a.m., the overhead lights flick on and my mom is like, everybody up. And there is Sprite, like partially dried and gooey, all over a wall, all over several girls, the carpet, just a mess. Keep in mind, this was a new house. Oh, no. Mom was livid. No one would fess up. My poor little cousin knew who it was. So after my mom gave everyone a chance to be honest and no one was, she said, okay, Amy, pack your stuff and call your folks. And Amy is all, what? And acted like she was a scapegoat. (laughs) This is dramatic. I know. I'm very invested. 
So all the other interloper crasher girls rallied around her, and it was like the Jets versus the Sharks, minus the snapping and fancy dance moves. (laughs) So they all went home by 6 a.m. angry, and the rest of us helped mom clean. Then she made my OG group of friends pancakes, and we all hung out. However, come Monday morning at school, guess who was the new villain? And suddenly, all those girls were thick as thieves with Christy again. Oh. P.S. Christy and I got to be better friends in 95 or 96. We went to see Bush, no doubt, and the Goo Goo Dolls together at IU. Great show. The end. (laughs) What a story. (laughs) Wow. That was incredible. It was incredible. Thank you, Lorianne. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, all right. Part one. Those are some great stories. They were. They bring back so many fun memories. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for sharing. We'll be back with more soon. If you love the podcast and you want to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We've got our Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.